previously on Masks and Mayhem. That person revealed themselves after taking off a sort of mask and goggles combo. They revealed themselves to be Austin Yates, the bartender at the bar across the street from your house. They call me the Hornet. There's this gang that's kind of always, kind of always been in the North End here. I don't know, they've been making some, some big steps lately. More members, used to just be like basic bullshit, peddling some drugs, nothing too heavy duty, but now we're seeing higher grade weapons, we're seeing more potent drugs, and it's just getting worse. Got this new drug hitting the streets. We're gonna be the first ones to get on it. They're called Slammer Packs. Makes you feel stronger, makes you a little more accurate, makes you just feel good. At that moment, you notice that Jensen has walked up amongst a lot of you. By himself? Yes. Where's Adrian? Miss Hughes sends her regards, and he goes to pull out his gun. Ruby, when you look up, you notice the two Union agents are coming towards you with their guns drawn. Miss Hughes sends her regards. Oh shit, this is some mind control shit. She's not out, but she looks back up at the two of you, and the white light is gone from her eyes. And she kind of coughs up some blood and says, I surrender. She has, like, her bottle of pills, and she just takes it and she throws it at your feet, Yardak. Kevin Lewis shows up, goes up to you and, like, puts his uh, hand on your arm and shakes your hand uh, to both of you. And he's like, you sons of bitches, we did it. of bullets hits behind Yardak as he swings his spear, slicing down a member of the Blue Cross gang that attempted to shoot him. It's the night after you met with Austin, the night after you apprehended Adrian Hughes, and you are in a warehouse fighting the Blue Cross gang. Everybody, roll initiative. Okay, I rolled an 11. 18. Plus 5 and 16. I did math in my head, guys. Nice. <laughs> She'd be very proud of me. When you arrived, a few members of the Blue Cross gang were with what appears to be a stockpile of slam packs. And Yardak, you're at the top of the round. What do you do? So they have guns trained on me right now? Correct. Uh, In the room right now, you're seeing five members of the Blue Cross gang, four of whom have some pistols. And one of whom actually has taken the slam packs, um, but he it's in a rather large warehouse, and he's a little bit across the room right now. Uh, the rest of them are a little closer to you, and you had just there was a, another guy, but you had just sliced him down when he tried to shoot you. Ruby, you're just a little bit away from Yardak. Uh, you were having your own fight, and uh, Austin Yates, aka Hornet, is also there with you, and you're each kind of holding your own at the moment. Okay, he's in, just in the building, or he's with like me. All of you are in the same area fighting this group. Okay. Okay. So, because I was debating, I was like, do I want to deal with the guy who is going to get some sort of power or the people with, you know, guns? Well, the one guy that you see across the way, he already has, he's taken the slam pack. He is, like, on his way. 
Well, then I will uh, multi-attack the four dudes with the guns. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're going to roll with a negative four penalty to your attack. Give it a go. Okay. Do you think Yardak is up to the challenge? Well, we're going to find out. Tune in next bat time, next bat hour. What is the Next bat hour. Okay, so hold on. 14 for the first one. Oh, shit. And this is including the penalty? Oh, no, without the penalty. Okay, well then that makes the first one 10. First one was 10. Okay. Ooh, uh, with the negative is a zero on that one. 15. So 14, zero, or 10, zero, 15. And four. Yikes. All right, so you hit with one but missed with the other three. Describe to me kind of what that what that looks like. It's almost going to look like a hand, but like each finger is like its own stream of water. Right. And the other one is just kind of like sort of claps to the ground like uh, when you turn off a hose and the other one just kind of blasts the guy. Gotcha. So some of them actually like fell apart. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're all trying to like concentrate on a lot of things. There's some gunfire. You're you're a little distracted. Yeah, you know, four people with guns and an altered human. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. So you made that attack. Uh, is there anything else you're going to want to do with your turn? Actually, yeah, I haven't moved yet. So I'll uh, at least like duck in the cover. Okay. So you're going to kind of like, yeah, you're going to get behind some of the boxes and things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the guy that you did hit, uh, yeah, he just took like a solid slice to the chest and he went down. Like, you haven't like murdered a guy, but like he is incapacitated. Yeah, I mean, I didn't figure. On that note, then, it is Ruby's turn. Am I with a different group of guys? No, so there, so now with Yardak hitting that guy, there are uh, three regular guys and the and the bigger dude. As I say, right now, like you and Austin are kind of fighting like back to back and you're surrounded basically by... You're, you've got two on either side of you, so it's like the two of you in the middle, and then the two of them, like you basically form a straight line in that way. Okay. Um, flanking is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> They're flanking the two of you. Uh, so there's like a bunch in front of me, then. Uh, there's one in front of you and one behind you, which is in front of Austin. Okay, I would like to try and razzle dazzle the one in front of me. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna do the razzle dazzle. We're gonna do a fortitude resistance check. What is the DC on that? Yeah, the Dazzle just, like, goes off in his eyes, and he swipes away your hands, like, kind of knocks them out of the way, and, like, rubs at his eyes, but he seems to be fine. He seems to be, like, kind of barreling down on you almost. Ugh, rude. Do you want to do anything else with your turn? I mean, is there anywhere I could, like, run for cover? Uh, yeah, right now, with the way that you're positioned, there's, like, these- you're in a warehouse, so, like, the the boxes are, like, in rows, like, you know, for shipment and stuff, so you could duck behind some of the boxes, or even on the other side of, uh, and kind of put- you could put Austin between you and him, but that also, like, there's the other guy over that Austin's fighting. I see- I was sitting here worried that I was like, is it rude if I run for cover and leave Austin there, and then you're straight up, like, use Austin as a shield. I- What would Ruby do in this scenario? I'm trying to think. I feel like Ruby wouldn't run for cover because she'd be worried about Austin, unfortunately. I mean, Rachel wants her to run away. Oh, you know what? Okay, so I'm going to start running for cover, but as I do it, I'd like to kind of, like, t- like tap Austin as I'm running to kind of show him what I'm doing. Yeah, Austin, like, looks over his shoulder very briefly because he had just, like, he had missed, but he had tried doing one of his little zapping punches at the guy. Mm-hmm. And looks over his shoulder just for a moment, catches eyes with you, and, like, nods. Okay. See, this way I'm not abandoned. So you're gonna also get behind cover? 
Uh, you're not really close enough, like, the way that you are. You couldn't really get around this guy and get to the cover where Yardak is. You'd be able, you're going to be able to separate it from him. Like, you're in the same room, obviously, but, like, you're not behind the same cover. Okay. It's going to be Austin's turn. So Austin is, he realizes, like, that you're kind of fleeing, sees the guy, and realizes that he can, if he joins you in the cover, uh, you're it's going to kind of funnel them in with you if they try to follow after. So... He's actually just going to push the guy away and kind of, like, roll over to where you're at. He's kind of almost does it in one motion. He, like, pushes off of that guy and uses it to roll into the area and land on his feet. And it's at that point that the guy that you originally tried to razzle-dazzle comes around the corner, sees you, and tries to fire at you. He doesn't even really take time to aim. He gets an 18 for the attack roll. So what is your... Oh, so it'd be 19 Okay. Uh, yeah, him firing, like, just from the hip like that, like, you know, almost, like, almost scared in his own way, because he definitely wasn't, you know, these guys weren't expecting y'all to show up tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just fires from the hip. It's actually a couple bullets, and they all go off, but they hit, like, to the right of you, and wood is just splintering from the boxes and kind of just going everywhere. And there's a little bit of liquid and stuff coming just, like, right out of the box. He punctured whatever was in it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But he misses. Can I tell what the liquid is? You know what? I'll let you make a perception check in this situation. I And I rolled a five. It smells vaguely of gasoline, but you really don't know. It's some kind of odd, viscous liquid. Gross. I have an idea. So that's kind of pulling onto the ground now. And at that time, the guy that Hornet just pushed comes around the corner and tries to fire at Austin. And same thing, actually. Not the same boxes but he also just kind of sprays wild and punctures the boxes and and wood splinters again are just kind of going everywhere nothing seems to be coming out of that box though that they that he hit talk about your run-of-the-mill wackies the final guy the one that was closest to yardak at that point he runs up to yardak and tries to take a swing at you it was a uh, what's your parry plus 10 my parry plus 10 is 17 yeah, he takes a swing, misses, and almost, like, falls into the pile of boxes that you're hiding behind. He's actually, like, a little stumbly. Like, if you had to guess, he's been drinking. Finally, the guy who took the slam pack with some big, heavy stomps uh, makes his way towards you. And Yardak, he is pretty much the—right the, now, the uh, boxes that you're behind for cover are, like, the only thing between the two of you. And at that point, as he's, like, barreling towards you, he actually just slams himself into those boxes. So, yeah, just make a, a dodge check against that. I mean, it was 25. Okay, yeah. He pushes into the box, which kind of, like, splinters apart and shatters. And when he does that, you gracefully just roll out of the way, actually. Uh, and he slams into that, and it kind of pushes it away from you and him. But he's still standing and just, like, fuming now a little bit. Like, not literally fuming, but very angry. <laughs> Look, we're playing a superhero game. We have to... That's why I figured I had to clarify that. On that note, then, it is your turn again, Yardak. I have an idea. Can I ask Austin to do something, but then take my turn? Yeah, you can definitely do a free action and then choose to delay if you let us know what you're preparing to react to. It's worth it, in my opinion. Okay. First, actually, let me clarify. The way Austin's powers work, with his whole, like, electricity thing, can he, like, shoot any sparks at all? No, it's all, like, they, uh, it's not a ranged attack. It's, it's, it comes from his fists. Oh. 
Well, fuck me. Okay, we are in a warehouse, so I figure there is a sprinkler system because they want to, like, not have everything burned down and burn down the stuff that's inside of it. Okay. So I wanted Austin to use his electricity to hit these sprinklers to make the sprinklers come so then there's water raining out and I wanted to freeze everyone. Oh, gotcha. Damn, Daniel. I mean, Austin does have leaping. That's, like, one of his powers, so it's definitely not a problem for him to, like, reach the ceiling if that's your concern. Oh, okay. In that case, is there sprinklers here? See, my initial idea would have been no, but... Like, but this sounds really cool. <laughs> no, but this does sound really cool, so if you want, I'll let you use your hero point to edit the scene to add sprinklers. Okay, I'm going to use my hero point to edit the scene to add sprinklers to this. Sweet. Uh, Yeah, say what you're going to say to Austin, though. Like, you gotta let him know what's going on. So, like, while, like, big dude is just bashing into this crate and, this, like, splinters are flying everywhere, I'm, I'm going to yell over to Austin, Austin, leap up there and zap that sprinkler. I have a plan. You got it, Yardak. You know, this is the first time he's ever just done what the fuck I've asked. Putting that in there. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so you're delaying your turn, then, uh, to do anything until that point. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's a free action. You're set. Then in that case, it's Ruby's turn. Who's close to me? Right now, if you're looking straight ahead, like you're in between two rows of boxes, and there are two baddies right in front of you. I don't. I was thinking about putting them in a box, but if they're in a box, you might not be able to freeze them. Well, granted, now it is worth mentioning that Ruby doesn't know the plan that Yardak has. But you did hear him say that, so like you might have an idea. I'm just pointing out that like. I know he's trying to get the sprinkler system on, and I know his powers are water based. So it's like, oh, he has a plan. I don't want to mess that up. I am just going to make myself a sword. Yeah, that's so commonplace for you now. Yeah, you definitely just make it without issue. Yeah, it's getting a little fancier. I just wanted to like just a little bit. Every time you make it, you're just like getting like more detail in the hilt and stuff. At that point, it's Austin's turn, and Austin. Yeah, Austin jumps up. You just hear a fzz, almost like a bug zapper, <laughs> as he hits the sprinkler head, creates like just a little bit of electricity, almost enough to be a flame, and suddenly all the sprinklers in the building start, and it's just kind of pouring water. The viscous liquid in front of Austin and Ruby just starts to spread out, like get watered down. So Yardak, what are you going to do? I'm going to say, well, 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 if the hornet has not become the zapper. Once the water is falling from the sky, I'm going to, how I turn my water into ice lances, where the bad guys are, I'm going to put my hands, like, out and down, and then the cold kind of, like, take all of the moisture out of the water and freeze it, and then lock them into place. Alright, the one thing I will say, this is a little outside of your normal use of the power. Power stun, I'll take the fatigue. Roll me like you would to use the ice lance. 14 plus 8 is 22. 22? Okay. Yeah, this passes. You're, you're, you're tired, of course, but suddenly <laughs> all of the moisture in the air begins freezing, and the regular guys, I'm gonna have them... The regular three, just basic dudes, really cold and shivering, like, to the point that one isn't moving and the other two have fallen to the ground. However, I'm also going to need Ruby and Hornet to make saves as well. Not gonna lie, I'm kind of proud of how this is turning out. Just saying. Ruby and Hornet have to make dodge checks. Okay. So I rolled... Uh, 26. When this is happening, Ruby and Hornet are able to kind of, like, maneuver themselves close enough to Yardak uh, that it doesn't really impact them. 
because he's kind of pulling moisture from a different direction. But the three regular baddies kind of freeze up either in place or like on the ground shivering. Like that's how cold they are. Like they stopped in their tracks. Hell yeah. The big guy has like some ice coming off of him, but he is still mobile. The slam pack is definitely hitting him to the point that like he's not coherent. Mm. he is just kind of like ravenous it's interesting because like he is clearly running so hot that there's like a little steam coming off of him with all the ice in the air Ooh, is that like a hint of a power or just that he's like really exerting himself i think a little of both he's really exerting himself like you know because the slam pack itself is taking a lot out of a human body he's also like really cold and he's overcoming it plus i was like are you about to have a fucking ice guy fight a fire guy you bitch yeah, so he is the only one standing with the three of you, and it is his turn. He is going to run over and make a swiping attack to all of you. Like, basically, like just, like, back trying to backhand the whole group of you. Okay. Bring it on, sucker. He's, like, uh, seven feet tall and, like, kind of jacked. Yeah, what is your dodge plus ten? Seventeen. Eighteen. Yeah, he cleanly hits all of you. What a chap. Rude. He just slammed on you. He slam pack slamming. Uh, yeah, so make a toughness check. All of us? Yep. It's 15. Ugh, not so great. 21. Yeah, so he hit y'all real hard. So he knocks you down, like, onto your backs. Uh, he sent Hornet flying basically, like, across the room. So you're, what you're saying is he swatted him like a bug? Yeah. but he also slammed into some crates and is unconscious oh well you know uh was cute for a sec ruby is on her back with a negative one penalty to future toughness check so make a note of that yardak you are getting a negative one penalty you're also dazed till the next turn as well as tired from your power exertion oh okay so negative one penalty half speed and only able to do attack or move like only one action uh, okay it is now ruby's turn then um i guess i'm using my move action to get up yeah i was gonna say unless you have uh instant up i don't think i do so you'll be using your move action to get up and at this point he's like right next to you guys like he knocked you down he didn't like move you like oh can i stab him with the sword uh yeah let's go for a sword stab sword stab <laughs> Okay, I rolled an 8, so it's 15. You definitely hit. What is your damage? Oh, damage is 2. And? We should definitely have a plot line where Ruby goes and gets better at swords. She uses them. You hit him? Tell me where you hit him. I just go right for his gut. <laughs> I don't want to eviscerate him. Yeah, describe this to me. Describe it and how it hits. I get up and he's really tall, right? Right. So I just go in front of me, which I'm imagining would be his gut. So okay. I just go and stab. And then I did my, am I able to get my sword out? Yes, but also I imagine it's almost like the I'm no man scene in uh, in, in Lord of the Rings. Yes, 100%. Just the wild scream as you stab into his gut. <laughs> I want to record Ruby Ruby would do that. She would go, I am no man, and stab him. Yeah, so you're able to pull the sword back out. He's definitely, like, hurt by it, and, like, he grabs at the wound. He doesn't otherwise appear, like, mortally wounded or anything like that. Um, And Yardak, it's your turn. To be clear, you're the only three people left in the room. Okay. Well, how's Slampack Boy looking? 
Slamback Boy looks pretty good, other than, like, holding the wound that Ruby just gave him. Like, he doesn't look particularly perturbed about it. That's unfortunate. You should be more perturbed about it. Can I do something and then take a and take the defense? Does defending count as an action? See, look at you, finally using the maneuvers. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is a standard action to set up a defense. In that case, I will heal myself because there's plenty of fucking water around here. There's a lot of it, so... Yeah, you're going to make a healing check. Oh, shit. Okay, 11 plus 8, 19. 19? Uh, yeah, so that healing roll had two degrees of success. You would heal two damage conditions, uh, so... And I had two, right? So now I'm back to normal? Or did I have three? So you had fatigued, you had the one negative one toughness check, and you also had dazed, which is... Everything but the movement. I don't give a shit about that. Okay, so basically you're going to heal your daze, and you're going to heal your actual wound. Cool. Works for me. Alright, so, yeah, it is big guy's turn now. Or as I noted him in my uh, initiative here, Super Mook. <laughs> On that note, he is going to make a grab attempt at Ruby for stippity stabbing him. Stippity stabbing. And what is your uh, parry plus 10? Think 18, but yes, it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, he is successful at attempting to grab you. We're going to make strength resistance checks, so we both roll and add strength. Damn it. Fine. <laughs> Five altogether. Yeah, uh, he is able to take both hands and just, like, basically, like, cover your entire body and, like, hold your arms to your to your sides. That's aggressive. Yeah, so he is, like, holding you uh, steady, like you are in his grasp, and it is your turn now. Okay. I'm can I kind of kick him in the balls? I'm not going to give you any special bonus for him kicking him in the nuts specifically, uh, but I'll let you make an attack. I'll let you make an attack check. Well, I assume, like, my arms are together, so I can't, like, stab him, right? No, no I get the concept. Yeah. I'm going to say, also, you are still holding the sword, but, like, you cannot move it at all, basically. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's why I was going to try to kick him. For your move action, you can attempt to, like, break free. I'm going to try to break free from him. Uh, yeah, so you're going to make either an athletics or acrobatics check. Okay. I, ooh, I rolled this. Acrobatics is significantly higher. 27. You break free. Tell me how that looks. Okay, I kind of use my elbows and, like, force them apart, and I maybe move it a little stronger than he was anticipating. Mm -hmm. Force my elbows apart and kind of, like, kick a little bit as I'm going down to, like, get free of this monster. Okay. You actually, when you make a successful escape, you can also move up to half your speed away from your opponent. Can I do a main action? That's not what it's called. You can still do your standard action, yeah, I'm just saying that, like... Yeah, can I do a standard action and then move away? Uh, do you have move by action? Yes, I do. Okay, so then, yeah, I'll allow that. Okay. I would like to try to stab this dude again. <laughs> okay, make an attack roll. Or, you know what, never mind. I think I'm going to try and razzle-dazzle him. Okay. And it, what was the DC of that? 15. Okay, so yeah, you have actually, like, he is not damaged or hurt, but you have blinded him. Got away from him, you know, struggled against him, and in his confusion of, you know, the little girl being able to get away from him. 
put her hands up really fast and got her hands as close to his face as humanly possible and and had like the light going around and it she didn't drop the sword but the dazzle just kind of goes around the sword so with his giant mitts puts his hands in front of his eyes and howls a bit and do and do you still move away was that the plan yes i moved away i just kind of i moved back all right yardak it's your turn so i only have my half movement speed so now at this point is he facing at me or away from me towards ruby so, like, he's looking straight forward at Ruby, and from his perspective, you'd be on his left, if he could see. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Is the water still falling from the sprinklers, or has that ceased? It, it petered out pretty quickly. Oh, I, I thought this just kind of kept going. This is a shitty building. Can I power stunt again? Yes, but because you are still fatigued, it's going to go to the next step for that, which is... I thought I cured, like, not cured it, but, like, I only have... My... Fatigued was what came from from doing your power stun before. Oh. The next step would be to become exhausted, uh, negative two penalty on checks. So a half speed and negative two penalty on checks. Never mind. I don't know if it's worth it. Okay. Um, how close is he to me? You're like literally you're within arm's reach as much as Ruby was. Oh, okay. I want to take my spear and stab him with it. Okay, so yeah, stibbity stab, make the roll. Stibbity stab. Ooh! 19, which is a critical, and it's a plus 10, so that's 29. Alright, so you have three options since you are critical. You can do a plus 5 to the damage rank that he's rolling against. You can try to add another relevant uh, resistance check. Or you can choose an alternate effect for this attack that you would normally have to use extra effort for. Oh, and I would have to go through all that. Um, I then, yeah, I'll just take plus five. Like the, it says damage three, my strength is three. 20 plus six. So 26 is what he has to roll against. Die, Holy shit. Die, die. Critical fail. Oh, I'm about to say, if you got a fucking 20, I'm going to come to Boston and beat your ass. Critical fail. You are successful. Tell me what this looks like. Uh, just a fucking straight up through the chest. Not, not not through the chest, that'll fucking kill him. Put it through the sword wound. Oh, yeah, because that was like right in his gut, right? Yeah, in his gut. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, then I'm going to like just come up and just, just like a fucking pike. I feel like with as much force as I would have with 29 with a crit and his critical failure, I'm he, like up in the air, just kind of like, just like a blast. Yeah, the sword went into him, you punctured the other side of him. Hell yeah. You puncture his side, and he uh, cries out like a... And falls down to his knees, over onto his side. He's just bleeding out, and also the effect of the slam pack is wearing off, and he is just, like, shrinking down to normal size. <laughs> Damn, that's some Vlad the Impaler shit right there. It's at this point... As he fell over everything, that like you hear rumbling, and you can see Austin kind of like slowly staggering his way out of the pile that he had got knocked into. You know what? He did what I asked when I asked, so I'm not even going to be a bitch about it. But I'm like, hey, you okay, Austin? I've had better nights. Same. Fair. Other than the fight, it's gone pretty well. I think that guy had better nights too. There's a point of the doom. Hey, out there. 
Um, first off, for anyone who's listening to this during the COVID-19 pandemic, I hope you and your family are safe and well. So we are off to a new arc, and in, in a way, history has its eyes on you, almost acts as like a mid-season finale for where we are with the first season of Masks and Mayhem. Obviously, with the delays, this has taken a long time to get to that point, but I, but I think what's coming up marks like a new chapter for the show. I hope you've been enjoying what you've heard, and I will talk to you next time. Back to the show. He looks around the room and he counts and he goes, you know what, three versus six, I think uh, I think that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, remind us, what were we doing here again? Because we started in the middle. That's fair. You were here originally because you were told that this was, from Austin's interrogations and investigations as the Hornet, he was told that this was, like, the biggest warehouse storage for slam packs. Okay. And you're all seeing a lot of boxes around, and of course there is Blue Cross gang members here, one of whom, the first guy that Yardak, like, slashed down, uh, is, like, a little awake and kind of, like, trying to crawl away now. I'm going to walk up and just put my foot on his back. Do I notice that? Oh, I mean, if he tells us, I assume we notice it. Yeah, in this situation especially, because, like I said, uh, Austin had just kind of looked around the room and was making inventory of everyone you, you massacred. <laughs> okay, but also while well, he goes to do that, but I would like to make cement shoes around this dude. Oh, the one who's crawling away? Yeah. Yeah, you make cement shoes around him, no problem, and Yardak puts his foot on his back, and he just goes, huh. Where do you think you're going? Jail sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can also see, like, this... He's probably, like, maybe 18. Like, he's he's definitely, like, on the younger side. Okay. They're all just fucking lackeys. Even the guy who took the slam pack was just, like... Mm-hmm. I feel like Zoe Shepard is a capable woman, and she can deal with these low-level guys. Was it part of the plan to interrogate people or anything like that? Austin kind of looks around the room. I was expecting, like... He, like, you can see some, like, what is clearly, like, the kind of things you've seen before that slam packs are stored in, but there's not... A lot. Like, there's not, like, a, this is, like, the big, the big score. Do you think you could, your your information could have been faulty? Or maybe they, like, knew something was gonna happen? I, I don't know. Let's ask him. Hey, what's your name? My, my name's JT. Okay. JT. <laughs> is there a chair I could do, like, the turnaround, like, substitute teacher thing? Anyway, yeah, uh, no, there's no chairs around. Oh no, I just thought of something funny! What? Ruby makes a chair. Yeah, you know what? Ruby makes- I like that better. Yeah, alright, Ruby makes a chair. Ruby makes a chair and turns around and do the substitute teacher thing. Alright, what are you saying to JT? I know you probably got mixed up in all this stuff, but, uh, if you tell us, you know, what we want- what we need to know, we'll- we'll make sure they go easy on you. I can tell you're just a kid. So I'm assuming you're trying to persuade him, not intimidate yeah. him. Yeah. All right, roll persuasion. Well, yeah, I actually have a good rank in persuasion. 23. You say that, and he goes, Uh, yeah, I mean, so, like, they don't really tell me too much, but I was told that, like, they, they, uh, they moved it, they're moving it out to another warehouse. They're, like, uh, they're, like, consolidating or whatever. Do you know where this other warehouse is? I know it's somewhere in the north end here, but, like, no, they weren't They weren't giving us much detail. I wasn't on, like, moving duty. That's fair. So they already moved everything, so I can only ask that. There's, like, well, there was, like, still some there, but not a lot. Yeah, but I was gonna ask him, so like, so they, are they coming back for anything? I, I don't think they're coming back tonight, no. They took, mo- they took, mo- they took most of it. 
other than us asking him things, can I roll a perception check to see if I can't notice anything around here? Sure. Uh, okay. Oh, well, fuck. That was a 7. 15. I don't. I notice anything. Are you still on his back, by the way? Like, No, I've, I've gotten off of him. Okay, because Ruby's doing the substitute teacher thing. Hilarious if you just said that. I was like, God, boo, you're, you're ruining my butt. There's salt in the wound, and then there's a spear in the gut, so... Across the room, you see that there was like a card table setting up right before you guys busted in. Uh, they were playing cards. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's like some papers and stuff over there, though. Ooh, can I go over and look at the papers? Yeah. You know, I, I, while he's doing that, I'm going to try and bomb the kids. So how'd you get into this life? Uh, you know, I just, Blue Cross Gang has been, been getting bigger and like, you know, I got to make some money and stuff. And, you know, it's hard out here. And then, uh, Yardak, when you go over, you you actually see some, like, maps and stuff. Can I make sense of them, or is that... No, 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 it's, it's a map of the north end, and there looks, like, notes jotted at different different intersections and stuff. I'm going to pocket this bad boy. Okay. Is, uh, another perception roll, or, or is just, just, do I notice anything else that's around here? No, that was really it. Uh, I mean, I figured, but... There's a little bit of pocket change because it looks like they were just playing, like, really cheap poker. I- I'll leave their pennies there. And Austin's kind of, like, doing the bad cop thing behind you, kind of just, like, uh, flexing a bit. Just Austin really hasn't done much. I mean, he really helped with that whole zapping thing, but other than that... Does Austin have any other mode besides bad cop? Listen, he's a little, like, he's staggered right now. Barely not unconscious. Fair. Anything else you could think that, like, we should know, kid? Putting a good word for you. No, you're you're young. You don't want the rest of your life to be defined by this. Oh man, my mom's gonna be so upset with me. Oof. Are you still in high school? I mean, I I didn't finish. You should go back to school, kid. Get a GED. Okay. Okay. What do you guys do next? What did you find over there, Yardak? A map. I'm not a hundred percent of exactly what it all is, but I believe kind of shows us where other warehouses is and or maybe where they are taking everything. Okay, um, should we see if we can figure out where we thought think they might have taken the stuff on the map? Yeah, let's, I'm, and that like, it'll at least let us narrow down our search to where we should go next. So, like, do you pull the map out or anything, or? Yeah, I mean, I'll show it to you here. I mean, like, it's just these people and they already know what it is, so why not? I'm gonna. Uh, well, Austin probably knows the north side the best out of all of us, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna say, like, does this look familiar to you? Austin gives it a look, and he's and he starts like pointing at a few of the different ones and like kind of taking them over. Most of these are the ones I've been hitting lately. The kid said he was trying to consolidate, or they were planning to consolidate. I've been really roughing it up out there. Good job. Uh, are any of these ones you haven't hit yet? Uh, and he looks over the map, and he points at the one that has, like, the biggest X mark on it. X marks the spot! And is that the only one he hasn't been to yet? Yeah. Oh, like, on that. Like, the rest of them are ones he's already hit. Well, it looks like we know where we're going. Mm-hmm. It does have a, a little notation next to that X with just, like, tomorrow's date. Ooh. We should call the police and tell them about, of, about the people here. Instead of just leading them to freeze death or whatever. Are you calling, like, Shepard or, or Winslow or something? Yeah, I think I'll call Shepard. You didn't give Shepard your number, because you didn't have a burner phone of any kind. I would say Ruby, like, purchased a burner phone at some point. You're at a call, and I said, put, put, put in a good word for JT here. 
Can I have the, uh, can, can, can we take away the cinder blocks? Yes. And I just lean down and take them away. <laughs> okay. All right, so, Yardak, are you going to call? Yeah, I'm going to, uh, instead of, like, calling the police department, I'm going to call Zoe and tell her what happened. Shepard, what's up? Hey, Zoe, uh, slight situation here. A couple, uh, colleagues and I ha- had fired ourselves in a situation in a warehouse up here in the north side, and there's a bunch of slam packs here that are apparently getting consolidated and sent to uh, one location, but we got a couple lackeys here, and uh, they gave us some information. I don't know if they have any more information for you, but uh, I feel like you and you guys should get up here and uh, clean up this situation. All right, text me the address. Blue Cross Gang's been getting hard lately, haven't they? There's a kid here named JT. He was uh, especially helpful uh, when I was putting the good word. Duly noted. Thanks, Visual. And also JT is like, yeah, thanks, thanks Visual Aid. <laughs> And I'm also gonna back up and just get rid of the chair for the record. Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll send a squad car out uh, to be there soon. Are they like tied up or like are you gonna be there? We have intel about the place they're consolidating, so I think we should head out there. Most of them are frozen. I uh, what? It's like some of them are incapacitated and or you know nearing death, but not there yet. At this point, Austin kind of leans over to you, Ruby. I I don't think I'm up for another one tonight. Yeah, I feel like is there a is there a time listed on the thingamajig? Yeah, you know what? Actually, it says like 11 p.m. I figured it would be like at least at night if we didn't have a time. We'll be here. We'll be here. Don't worry about it. So you tell you tell Shepard that you'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll have also, a- that guy's still bleeding out. We should kill him. All right, we'll have a squad car there soon. Okay, and also I want to alert Shepard the location of tomorrow. Okay, I don't know, with things being the way they are lately, you know, with all the issues we've had, I don't 100% know who we can trust right now to to send in. I'll, I'll see what I can do, but I can't promise anything right now. I, I'm, I'm really counting on your help for this one. You guys have been doing amazing work. I mean, any help is better than no help. We appreciate all that you do. Thanks. I'll talk to you guys later. It's actually just like a few minutes later that the squad car rolls up. But really, we should we should tell that dude who is bleeding out. Well, you know what? Since you mentioned they were incapacitated, a, a paramedic is, comes in with them too. You know what? If they live, they live. If not, that's that's on them. Is it? The cops get everyone loaded into the ambulances slash squad cars and uh, head out. Stumbling a bit, Austin says, "How does a drink sound?" I wouldn't be mad. I could go for a drink. All right. How about my spot? Uh, it's on me. In that case, I might have two. Yeah. Great. Did you guys bring Ruby's van to this? I'm going to say yes, so that's how I get around. Yeah, neither one of us have super speed, so I'm assuming that we needed some kind of vehicle, and I don't have one. All right, you make your way back to Ruby's apartment, which is, of course, across the street from Jack's bar. Austin changed back into, like, his regular clothes. Like, you know, he wears, like, the, the big goggles and the ski mask and stuff. Like, you know. And... I assume I'm also back in regular clothes. Like, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. Yeah, so you guys make your way back to Jack's bar, and when you walk in, it's pretty quiet night. Like, right now, it's, like, almost midnight, but there's just really, it's a it's a Tuesday night, and there's just not a lot of people there. But Jack, Jack's behind the bar, of course. And I go, hey, Jack. Hey, Ruby. Great to see you. What are you having? Uh, whiskey sour. I think it's on Austin's tab, though. Austin gives a little salute to Jack. Jack gives a little salute back. Whiskey sour. Uh, anything else? Uh, I've been hearing about this Bahama Breeze. (laughs) I was thinking of some kind of fucking nautical drink, I don't know. 
Hell yeah, I do not get enough requests for that. That's coming right up. What about you, Austin? Austin just says, whiskey, straight, leave the bottle. Jack actually looks over at Austin as he's walking in. He goes, Austin, you got a big cut on your head. What the hell happened? I was hanging a shelf, hit my head. I'm fine. All right, buddy. And he just like slides the bottle over to him and he goes back to preparing your drinks. I have a headcanon that Jack knows. Jack completely knows that it's just humorous, Austin. Oh, he's got to have that plausible deniability, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to prepare for tomorrow night? Yeah. Uh, God, I hope this is the big score. I thought this was. I thought tonight was the last night. I know you got banged up pretty good. Is there anything we can do to help you out with that? Like, You want to do one of your things for me, Yardak? Okay, I'm going to, like, take my hand and, like, set it on his shoulder. Like, I'm just, like, just, like, casual, you know. Being bros at the bar. (laughs) A little bit more color comes back to his cheeks and stuff. The gash in his head definitely doesn't heal completely, but it's definitely a lot better. And he just like rubs at it. Thanks. I feel (laughs) I feel immensely better. You uh, might want to take the next night off, too, because if this wasn't the big score. We'll see. I'll have to talk to talk to Jack. Maybe see if we have one of the part timers cover for me. I don't know yet. I just want to say thank you. You guys have been. Like, I dragged you into this whole mess with the with the Blue Cross, and you guys have been so much help. No problem. We may both be new to this city, but it's our home now, too. Gotta make sure it's safe. I've been doing this for so freaking long, and, like, I'm just glad I have someone I can, like, talk to about it. I get that. I, I don't know how I, I don't know if I'd be able to do this, that if it wasn't for people like Bethany and you guys and Myra, wherever she is. Does Austin know about Myra? Like, where she is? If he was like, actually, where is she? I mean, I guess that's a question, like, you guys don't actually know where she is. Like, in character, you don't know where she is, but you know that she's off on a mission of some kind. Remember, it's been, like, six or seven months since Myra left. Okay, I think we probably just said, uh, she's on a mission and we don't really know much more than that. At that point, Jack brings over your your drinks and gives them to you. Alcohol! Alright, Austin, that's on your tab. Thanks, Jack. Uh, what do you guys do next? Is it a one drink kind of night? Or, well, <laughs> Yardak implied he might have a second. I mean, yeah, not like trashy, but just like, you know, like a couple drinks and then just kind of head home. Yeah. A little sleep. While you're on your second drink, that's when Austin decides to call it a night because uh, his apartment is like above the bar. He tells Jack, though, that like whatever you get is on him. Cool. Yeah, as he's walking away, like pretend whisper, but Austin can totally hear. You guys don't serve, like, lobster, right? <laughs> Jack Jack laughs and winks and says, nah. Austin gives you a little wave and says, alright, see you guys tomorrow. And then it's just the two of you and Jack is over helping other customers. I was afraid Jack was gonna, like, ask why we were gonna see him tomorrow. And I was gonna be like, we're helping him with the shelves. <laughs> we're helping him with the shelves. What, like, what time is it? Uh, by this point, it's probably, like, 12.30am. Okay. Yardak, uh, roll me a fortitude save. Oh, I mean, I only have, like, two beverages. Three, so 21. Yeah, you're not drunk. You held the, you held those drinks fine. I was in the Atlantean army. Get the, f- what the fuck out of here. There's no chance Ruby's drunk? Uh, if you had more than one, you can roll a, a, a fortitude save. I mean, I think she had two, but, like. Oh my god. Yeah? <laughs> Well, oh yeah, Ruby got a little little trashier than expected. I guess she didn't eat enough, probably because she was expecting lobster. 
Uh, yeah, so, alright, so you go home for the night? And I'm just gonna be like, I might need help with a hangover tomorrow. <laughs> you alright? Yeah, if you're gonna go home and go to bed, roll me another fortitude save for the morning. Better. Okay. I mean, it couldn't have gotten worse. I rolled a 16. You feel a little, like, queasy, but nothing notable. Like, you're you're pretty much fine. Alright. The next morning, Ruby and Yardak, you both get texts from uh, Kevin Lewis back at Union Echo Base. Asking if you guys might be able to pop in that afternoon. And I went, well, yes, we can definitely do the afternoon, but we might have to do some stuff at night. I assume this is actually a group text, and he just texts back, I just have a few updates I want to go over with you. No, okay. Send back a thumbs up emoji. He asked you to be there at like 2 p.m., roughly. Oh, okay. He actually sends you a little calendar uh, invite. It's a Google calendar invite? Yeah. Do you guys have anything you're planning on doing with the morning? I assume I worked on some promo stuff for Black Cat and then headed out. Nice. I just was hanging out. Also, I want to know, does Yardak have any kind of, like, favorite breakfast spot? Waffle House. Gross. God, I fucking love the Waffle House. Dan, have some self-respect. Thank you. It's, it's not even, like, one of those, like, oh, it's 2 a.m. and I'm drunk and I ended up at Waffle House. Nah, I will drive to a Waffle House. Two in the afternoon and get some food. So did you go to Waffle House for breakfast? Yeah, I did. I went to the Waffle House. What'd you have? And Ruby is judging Yarnak for this. I had that seven seventy nine special where you get a pancake, you get your hash browns, you get some eggs, you get a little side of toast and some jelly. You do that. Uh, Ruby's working on promos. At one point, actually, Bethany walks in and goes, "Oh, hey, hey, Ruby, how's the promos going?" going good i'm making you know the part of the trailer that plays like everything for five seconds to try and get people in yeah cool i can i can work on some this afternoon if you want to leave me some notes uh i'm just i'm heading to my therapy appointment okay i'm glad if bethany's in therapy i'm assuming ruby already had this information yeah yeah she's been going for a little while now i went okay let's like, hope you have a good session all right i'll see you later love you love you too yeah, you get to Union Echo Base. I've obviously been there so many times, but it is a buzz with an energy uh, that you don't normally pick up on. People are moving a little quicker. There's a bit more smiles. Smiles? Yeah. I think we're responsible for that. Oh my god, is it Patsy? I just assumed because we got, cause we got uh, the girl. Like, we got... Uh... Adrian. Oh, went different places with this. You get let in, you know, they go through the normal process, and you head up to Kevin Lewis's office. I assume, at least. Yeah. Now we just hang. It's fine. I mean, I don't know. I, I, this is a role-playing game. I can't just make you do everything. <laughs> when you get to Kevin's office, he, like, is, he sees you across the way, and he stands up, and he greets you with, like, a very firm handshake. Uh, and, he's, and he's all smiles, too, which is a little different. Oh, yeah. Weird. Don't like that. Sorry to call you in, like, last minute like this. Just, like, you know, bringing in Hughes... And uh, everyone's really jazzed now. We think, you know, this is going to be the beginning of uh, bringing Wagner down, too. I just had some updates that I wanted to give you guys. Shall we? And he, like, gestures out, out of the door. Sure, let's go. Uh, he leads you over to uh, the med bay uh, where Dr. Alvarado is just finishing up uh, with a patient who's, like, leaving the room. Hey, Lydia. Ruby, Yardak. It's it's so good to see you. I have It's been so long. Yeah, there's a, a lot been going on and. In our lives? Kevin just goes, yeah, Lydia, you want to give him the update? And she shakes her head, oh, yes, of course, of course. <laughs> um, so as you know, you brought in uh, Miss Hughes, 
and I did a test of her blood. We were studying the schematics that you had brought to us, Yardak, for the for the power pills and compared it with the impact on her blood. And it is just how do I phrase this? From what we can see, the pill the ones that she had in her system last significantly longer to the point that I, I if I had to guess, she's been uncooperative, but if I had to guess, uh she probably took that one uh possibly a week before uh your meeting. What? Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> oh no. Yes, yes, I, I'm still studying it, but uh I did I was I was uh wanted to give you an update. I know we probably could have emailed this to you, but I did want to, to see you in person and 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 congratulate you and thank you for for your efforts. Lydia, I'm confused. From what we've seen, these people just kind of get the powers and they go away when they take these pills. Does Adrian have access to, like, an undiluted version, or is this because she herself has something different about her? No, no, I don't believe it's anything about Miss Hughes herself. I would guess that these have been modifications, upgrades to the uh, to the drug itself. And we really have to work on making sure these don't get distributed wider. Indeed, it's it's... I, I can't imagine what would happen uh, with something like this. It would be with the with the original ones that you brought us. You know, it it does of course make everything more difficult, but you can at least outweigh them to wear off. With this, it it you know, if one pill lasts a week, who knows? It may even last longer, given that you know we tested her blood and it doesn't appear to have been losing any steam. Luckily, we have her in power dampening cuffs. Down on sublevel four. Very lucky. Was that where the witch was? Yeah, that's that's where like that's where the rest of our merry band of, of convicts. Let me see. That is Ulrich, Serena, Emily. I feel like they should very much not be in a place where somebody can mind control them in some sort of way if the cops like happen to stop working. I feel bad for Ulrich. <laughs> Just stuck with a bunch of criminals. Uh, we have been slowly transitioning Mister Iverson to an upstairs facility here. He is spending, I would say, the majority of his days now on the grounds of the base. Glad to hear it. But yes, if we are able to successfully interrogate Miss Hughes and find more connections, possibly with with Wagner's network, I believe that this black crystal will finally be, well, removed. That would be fantastic. And Lewis pops in, do you want to see Hughes? Yeah. He has a little calm in his ear and he goes... I'm bringing Visual and Yardak down to sub-level four. And he looks towards you. He's like, we put a bunch of extra security precautions down there, given that uh, her powers aren't wearing off as expected. Good planning. So yeah, uh, he leads you to the elevator, which takes you down and opens into sub-level four. Everyone's in their individual cells, but you do notice that Adrian's has like some additional fields around it. Like all of them have like a purple filter field in front of them as well as, like, bars and stuff. Hers has, like, an additional teal filter on top of that. Inside of her cell are, like, some items that are attached to the corners. They almost look like the holographic projectors from the horns, and they're emitting, like, a light of their own. I'm gonna make sure to say hi to Ulrich. And Ulrich's actually reading one of the books that you had brought to him at one point. I just gonna hi. Hey, bud. Hey! Ruby, Yardak, a pleasure to see you. I assume, given the chatter I've heard around the base, that you're here to see... Her. Is he saying her disdainfully, or does he just not know her name? Uh, you're not a fan? I may live among these criminals, but I am not one of them, of course. Of course, we know this. 
I hear that you've been able to spend uh, some time out of this place, though. So that's good. Yes, yes. It's been incredible. I've, I haven't felt this free in years. Even staying in, in a cell, the irony of all things. I understand. Your powers are uncontrollable, usually. And I, I know you've been working on that. That must feel great. Indeed. And are you well, both of you? Yes. As well as can be. Good, good. Yes, I'm excited for my movie coming out. I said that I, I gave like Ulrich a, like a thing to to watch, right? Like last time. You've been giving him like Space Cadet, all kinds of stuff in movies. I think. Yeah, no, no, but I gave him the Black Cat to like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Ruby, the film is fantastic. You've done such excellent work. Thank you. And she like lights out to like. I imagined as much that uh that that would that mattered to her. Behind you, Lewis goes. <coughs> right, let's go fuck with that bitch. Because it's like eight cells in the room, uh, you go around a couple of them until you're at Adrian's. Like I said, you saw from across the room. And when you get closer, you can see she kind of lackadaisically turns her head towards you. Like, she's very moving very slowly. You don't even need to roll a perception check. You can see that she's like hooked up to an IV. Mm-hmm. So she's like out of it. But when she sees you, Yardak, she cracks a wry smile. You came to visit me. How thoughtful. <laughs> I came to see you suffer. You don't know suffering, Yardak. But that's okay. And I'm just going to turn to Kevin and go, God, am I going to just watch her play Hannibal Lecter to his Jodie Foster? Enough with the melodrama, Adrian. You were caught. You're here. Now you just need to get prepared to suffer for what you've done. And she actually, like, jumps up at that moment and, like, puts herself against the bars. This isn't over, Yardak. You know it's not. One of us is in a cell, and one of us is not. It looks pretty over to me, Adrian. Fucking ocean trash. She actually, like, just turns away from a lot of you and, like, looks towards the wall. Lewis kind of whispers to you, Yardak. We've been keeping her sedated. I'm hoping this might actually uh, jolt her a little bit, that we can get her off her game, get her talking. Hey, whatever works. I'll take any information she has. Thank you for coming in today. I saw on the some of the information that there was another uh, fight with the Blue Cross gang. Yeah, that went actually pretty well. There might be another tonight, but uh, we're still uh, playing that one by ear. Gotcha. I believe I'm going to have to get back to my office. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. Will you be able to see yourselves out? Yeah. Okay. I feel like we should follow Kevin up. Okay. He's going to head towards the elevator at that point. Yeah, sure, Kevin. Uh, let, let's uh, catch a ride up with you. And when you get into the elevator, uh, the lights flicker for just a moment. Of course they do. No, no, at that exact second, like, Kevin gets on his thing, he says, are the backup generators on? And you hear someone crackle, yes, sir, everything's donkey-dory. And I say, we didn't lose power at all. Weird fluke. Sorry. 100% fuck that. We're gonna check Adrian right now, because all she needed was that split second to get the fuck out of her cuffs. Okay, you go back down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you look in... I mean, you can make a perception roll if you want. I'm gonna. Eleven. Lucky. I rolled a five originally, and then with my lucky, I did roll better. It was a seven. So a sixteen. When you take a look inside, uh, she's like, you can see her hands, like they're still in the cuffs. The cuffs are powered on. Uh, it is noting that the cuffs are independent of like the building. Okay, fair enough. That IV's still flowing. If anything, she's just kind of like wafting back and forth a little bit. Everything's clear. And the cell? Everything is still powered on from that. Okay. Seems fishy. I want triple the guards on duty. I want us to set another set of generators up. 
everything here better go according to plan. And the guy just goes, sir, yes, sir. Maybe give her a sedative. She's on a sedative. More. A stronger. Give her some fucking ketamine. Knock her the fuck out. (laughs) Make her fucking catatonic. Yeah. Kevin goes to get back in the elevator. Guards and stuff are running around doing the orders that Kevin gave them. Okay. I mean, see this normal. And yeah, at this point, though, Kevin, like, he's rubbing his temples. Anything wrong? Look a little stressed. Yeah, there's just a lot on my shoulders right now. I'm heading this. I'm, I'm basically, I'm being put in charge of Adrian specifically. And I just, she already got away from Union once. We finally caught her red-handed, or you caught her red-handed, sorry. And just, <laughs> and I just want to make sure nothing happens again, because this is something too big to mess up. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can see how that's pretty stressful. But, I mean, we got her here. She's locked up. She's in her cage. Has the cuffs on. And the elevator gets to the back to the third floor. He's like, I gotta monitor some things, so I'll catch up with you later. Uh, sounds good to me. Let me know what's going on. Will do. Thank you. Thank you both again for coming in. No problem. And you get a text from Austin, actually. Okay, let's check this bad boy. I assume we have a group text with him, too. So, it's set 11 o'clock. Do we want to try to get there a little early? I'm I'm feeling like getting back out into it. Yeah, at least a half hour at minimum. What, when were you thinking? If something big's happening at 11, we should try to get there, like, right when the sun goes down. So, like, I don't know, like, six or seven. Oh, he's spicy. Okay. We can do, like, a thing out of my van. We should get some snacks. Ooh, yes. So, yeah, uh, he, he totally agrees. I've got all my gear together. I'm ready when you guys are. Sounds good to me. Can we just skip to then? Well, what do you do in between them? I run to whatever the local burger place is, and I get a bunch of burgers, some fries, some drinks. All right, if that's the case, then there is like Big Dro's Grub Shack. Go to the Grub Shack. I've just decided that everyone calls it the Grub Shack. Yeah, the Grub Shack. So yeah, we'll skip ahead a little bit. Sun's just gone down. You guys are in the van heading there. North End, like I said, it's kind of big, so like it's on the other end. This spot was noted as actually like just along the river. Austin is looking a little more patched up. He's looking like he's back in ship shape. Good, good. I, I'm going to ask, is there any more healing that you need? He feels that his wound. He's like, nah, I'm ready to get back out of this. Cool, 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 cool. And make some perception checks. Ooh. Ooh, 18. Yours is a lot better than mine. Okay, what'd you get? 8 plus 16. And both of you make uh, investigation checks. What the hell? Okay. 10 altogether. Oh, apparently I don't have anything in there, so 10, because I rolled a 10. Yeah, you guys are staked out, I'd say, for like an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, so it's like 7.30 now. You've seen a couple vehicles pull up, drop some stuff off, like some, you know, handshakes and stuff. You saw one or two familiar faces. Looks like possibly the gang members you fought at the bodega, like the first time you ever encountered the Blue Cross gang. But there's just been like a number of them passing. At one point, a whole like box truck pulls up and they offload, you know, if you had to guess what appears to be a lot of slam packs into this building. Roll me one more perception check. Ten. I got a two. Based on everything you've seen, there appears to be like a skeleton crew kind of guard in this place after that last big shipment that came in. Okay. Should we try and sneak in? Are there any entrances that are not the front? Yeah, so right now you're looking at what looks to be like one of those big roll-up grate doors that like the box trucks can come in through. There's like an actual regular door on that side. Given that you've been staking out the place, you can definitely see like there's a side alley door. 
and like a ladder to the roof. I'll do the like alley door. Yeah. You're gonna want to roll stealth first if you're okay. just like trying to open the door. I'm gonna guess. Yeah. Nine. Nineteen. Okay, so twenty-one. You're super stealthy about it. The door doesn't open though, so you're gonna have to do some sleight of hand to pick the lock. Otherwise, you're gonna have to like break the lock. Five twenty-one. Yeah, Yardak is able to pick the lock, and you guys are able to like stealthily get inside, and you don't really hear too much. It's like quiet. Hornets falling behind you. And you said there's nobody like in our general vicinity. No, no, you can see it's a lot like the other warehouse. Like, there's just more stuff in it. Let's just sneak as far as we can until we can, like, see into the warehouse. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Roll me another stealth check. 19. 18. Okay. Roll me a perception check followed by another stealth check. 9 for the perception check. 16. 16 and 17. 10 for the stealth check. All right, both of you make dodge saves. Oh, yikes. 17 plus 7, 25. 29. From the ceiling, suddenly, very silently, a woman falls, and she is like a brute of a woman, uh, and her skin appears to be made of diamonds. And when she lands, it, like, creates, like, a concussive wave that, luckily, you two were able to dodge out of the way from. It does kind of blow Austin against the wall. This fucking guy. Does he have a concussion this time? No, no, like, he he stayed on his feet, but, like, he slammed into the side of the wall, like... Well, you said concussive wave, and we had talked about You know what, that's fair, that's fair. Suddenly, uh, Yardak, make, uh, make a parry check. Uh, 25. Uh, you feel like a little mist on your face, and then all of a sudden, there is a knife at your back and a sword around your throat. Um, excuse me? I'm supposed to be the one using a sword. What the fuck? Well, Ruby, you suddenly find yourself bound by tentacles made of neon gas. Excuse me? And you see the woman made of diamond, and you can look over and, and see a man with a sword and knife to Yardak. And suddenly, a bunch of the Blue Cross gang run in, and three of them grab Hornet and, like, hold him by the arm. Well, 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 says the man emitting the neon gas. They weren't wrong. They knew you couldn't resist coming here. Chapter 23. The Last Job. Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and ambushed in a warehouse by myself, R.C. Byler. You can follow us for free forever on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Don't forget, if you leave us some feedback with the MayhemCast hashtag on social media, you might even show up as an NPC in a future arc. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.
Ooh, so another one where we're going to start right into the fight. Basically. <laughs> I was going to go, who's they? You don't know. Chapter 23. The Last Job. Steve. What? <laughs> Steve Job. Oh, wow. <laughs> I got you, Dad! <laughs> Feelings? Thoughts? I have been trying to be more in... in not intuitive. Um, Improv? Not ingenuitive with my use of my abilities. If you could not tell in my wanting to power stunt every five minutes. Yeah, that was cool. It was uh, unexpected. I made, I made a chair. <laughs> I made a chair. But no, I mean, like, you both did a little bit different than normal. Like, you said the sword. Working with the environment and your allies. It was really cool. I'm so sorry you walked into a trap. <laughs> No, you're not. I mean, are you? You made the trap. Not at all. <laughs> it was like, I actually thought found the, like, in media res fun. So, like, next time we play, Brandon will be there. Yeah, next time we play, you'll get to meet Laserhawk. 